to the second hour of Love, Babs, Love Talk. The wheels do indeed keep turning. I am delighted this morning to talk to the Elm City Lit Fest uh, founder, Ife Michelle Gardine. And uh, is it Jania? Do I say Jania? Y'all unmute yourselves. Jania Ray Moore uh, from... Uh, now, I'm excited about this, the Popular Romance Fiction and Literature of Hope Conference that's uh, happening at Yale University. Uh, she's the ringleader for that. And and my soror and uh, and uh, prolific, uh, I guess she's probably one of the most popular historical romance writers living uh, today. Oh, and, bless uh, you. <laughs> hello, soror Beverly Jenkins. It's not, it's not you know, I'm not to a, talk to you. I know. You know, I'm not a Delta. I'm a Sigma. <laughs> But you know, part wow. of the divine nine, so you know it all. It Yay. all works out. But well, yeah, listen, we all sisters in the struggle, girl. Hey, <laughs> so, I've been here seventy years, so yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, all right, all right. So uh, let's get into. So, Eve, tell me, the Elm City Lit Fest and the Yale, uh, the Yale folks uh, are partnering this year. Talk a little bit about how that came 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 about, and uh, let's get into this conversation. Y'all can unmute yourselves. Jania, you can un unmute yourself. Oh, my God. My. I can't hear you. Okay, there you go. Okay. Jania Ree Moore it came through, comes through the uh, possible future. She participates in the knitting and buys things, and we was hanging out. <laughs> Yeah, your, your Wi-Fi is falling in and out. Of course, Lauren, who was on preview, the, uh, telling her, oh, I'm, I'm going to switch. Okay. So, so uh, Jania, you give us your take on, on how this partnership came together. No, no problem. And thank you, Babs, for having us. Good to see you, Miss Babs. This hey, good to see you too. <laughs> um, yeah, we're thrilled. So as Ife was starting to say, we connected this spring, I think, um, probably early spring. I knew that a group of us at Yale were planning to do a romance fiction conference. And so, of course, went to Possible Futures, our wonderful local independent bookstore um, that celebrates romance readers and writers. And Ife, uh, Michelle, is also connected with Possible Futures. And I had heard of Ife and had maybe connected with her separately at other community events. But really, the book space was our realization. Oh, I'm doing this event. You're planning the Lit Fest. We're looking at the same time. Why don't we just do this together and really kind of shake things up <laughs> and how, you know, academic conferences proceed in this town. Mm. And so, and, and so, Beverly, they invited you to come because yes. you're 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 one of the most popular romance writers uh, out there uh, in the world today, and you and you are a black woman, and you write historical romance. Like people live and die by these things. So, uh, <laughs> what does it mean to to be considered at the highest academic level for for this genre of books? Well, you know, it's it's. <laughs> It's humbling for uh, a little colored girl from the east side of Detroit, right? <laughs> um, and when Jania told me that she wanted to 
incorporate some of my work into her dissertation, I was floored. Um, I've had academics teach my books in the classes and, you know, and have done some, some many things at, at universities, but this was novel and it was very, very, I mean, it's one of those blessings that you, you never think that you're going to get, but um, very, very pleased and looking forward to it. And uh, uh, love being able to tell our history in a way that hasn't been done before, I guess. I and mean, I guess this sort of had this niche to myself for 20 years. So I'm honored and blessed and all that. And like I said, looking forward to meeting everybody next week and seeing what happens. And I'm like, yeah. So, so Jania, why romance novels? Like what, what is it about romance novels um, that caught your attention? That's such a great question. Uh, several things, and I should share, I'm a doctoral student at Yale in the African-American Studies and Religious Studies Department. And so I'm coming from that perspective and that location. Um, but just as a reader, I think I had always enjoyed various genres of fiction and romance and included in that, you know, as a kid, preteen, um, and then continuing on into adulthood. But now in, as an academic, what I find so appealing is the accessibility of these books, right? We've been reading them, I don't know, I have since well before getting into a PhD program and uh, and continue to read them, at, hopefully after you know, I get out of here. But just really that level and range of um, of the medium of literature as a, as a space that's about the same, for sharing history in novel ways. Um, you know, a lot of ivory tower academic work does not have that reach. Romance is the most popular segment of uh, the fiction industry, the most lucrative. And so I think that really tells us something about, you know, how people learn what people desire and, um, you know, a real radical way to teach black history. So that's my own personal take. I will say that I'm joined on the organizing committee by some wonderful fellow doctoral students who also read romance. So when I, when I talked to Dr. Katrina Jackson, who writes under her name Katrina Jackson, um, uh, about romance, romance didn't always enjoy this good reputation. Now, you know, people used to frown upon um, romance as a literary work of art, but here it is now, like the, the thing that is holding up. Uh, <laughs> particularly <laughs> black romance uh, holding down the publishing industry. Uh, did that have some bearing in, on why you brought this conference together? Like, did you want people to know that, you know what, there are black people out here writing good doggone romance books? Absolutely. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head. I think that that challenge <laughs> to the way that romance is or has been pejoratively viewed as trashy or as less than or you know just genre fiction generally there's often a false divide between what's considered literary and you know Ms. Bev talks about this and and what are more popular forms of literature um yeah, yeah. so Ife this is this is Elm City Lit Fest fifth year fifth year fourth year fifth year it's our it's our <clears throat> it's Lit Fest fourth year and um we're just very honored to be in, in collaboration with um, this conference 
and it, and it adds so much to uh, what the programming that we already had because we also are are um, partnering with Jamaican American Connection. So all the entertainment and the plaza and food will be uh, Jamaican, <laughs> will be Caribbean, actually, not just Jamaican, but Caribbean. We'll have good Caribbean food trucks and a couple of steel bands and some dancing. It's going to be fun. I'm looking oh, forward fun. to it. Oh, good. So, so, all right. So this is, this is, uh, the first partnership with Yale at this level. Uh, well, what is there a romance conference every year, or this is this year is this next year is science fiction or whatever it is? Like, you know what I mean? Like, does it shift and change, or it depends on the doctoral students? <laughs> oh, ma'am, this is a one-time, <laughs> one-and-done sort of deal. Um, although, of course, we would love, we would be honored if other people on campus here or elsewhere were inspired, honestly, as we were. This isn't the first conference on romance to happen. There was one at Princeton, um, I wanna say in 2009, Scott spoke there. There were several at Bowling Green, both before yeah. at Bowling Green State University, before and after the Princeton yeah. conference. So we're really, um, you know, standing on the shoulders of work that has been done and is being done at other institutions and with Ife's um, Elm City Lit Fest, you know, fourth annual, I went to, I think the, the third Lit Fest, was that the one? Yeah, in person. And just the span of writers that are brought to the community at the Lit Fest is its own instructive model, I think, for, for us at Yale. So we're excited. So, so Beverly, you, are uh, considered an expert in historical black romance, right? Um, and and that's that I find that challenging because we know so much we know about the history of blacks during antebellum South and all that other kind of stuff. How do you find romance in the midst of all that? Well, you know, it, <laughs> you know, and, and that is part of the issue is that Hollywood and a lot of fiction focuses on the pain. The kids call it pain porn. Mm -hmm. And they never consider how we carved out our lives in spite of all of that, the lynching and the disenfranchisement and the gutting of reconstruction. But I do day-to-day -day people. Um, we still had birthday parties. We still had marriages. We still had engagements. We still had colleges to build. And nobody touches on that. Nobody touches on the, the strides made by the, by the first female black doctors coming out of Pennsylvania in the 1880s. Nobody touches upon, you know, this thing of Harriet Tubman. Nobody talks about Harriet Tubman's spying when she was spying for the Union Army. Nobody touches on the Buffalo soldiers who patrolled this country from the Canadian border to the River Grand, the Rio Grande, and, and were the, the law in a lot of places where there was no law. So you have this whole hundred years of black excellence in spite of the Jim Crow, in spite of the lynchings. Because if we didn't have, if we didn't keep going forward, we wouldn't be here today. But I don't whitewash it. Mm. You're gonna get, you're gonna get the real deal but you're also gonna get the parts of African-American history that nobody teaches us. 
you're also going to get strong black women. You're going to get supportive, strong black men. Somebody else who doesn't, they don't get their flowers either. You know, they have been defending this country since the French and Indian Wars before it was even a country. And all we see on TV, well, things have changed a bit, but all we see on TV are deadbeat dads and, and brothers who are drug dealers. You don't see the, the men who are, you know, supporting their wives or playing outside with their kids or, you know, keeping their connections with, with their churches and with their families. So I think we as African-American uh, romance writers are giving you the full spectrum of our life and not just focusing on the pain. We know mm. about slavery. We know what we've done. But, you know, we, you know, nobody's talking about the, all of the, um, the black legislatures during, you know, during before and after reconstruction. Nobody's talking about that history. We're not talking about the, the public uh, schools that the freed slaves started in the South. There was no public schools in the, in, the, in the South before these people became free. So I have a whole century to play with, to share um, the black and brown outlaws of, of Indian territory. One of, uh, yeah, I'll tell you this quick story. One of my readers, you know, my readers love the history as much as they love the stories. And one woman, her grandson, did a black history project. This was years ago. I don't remember whether he did the black, the black uh, sheriffs of uh, Bass Reed or whether he did something on the East Coast. Anyway, the teacher was like, where'd you get this stuff? Because she was impressed. And he said, I got it from my grandma's Miss Bev books. <laughs> so, <laughs> to, so to have that legacy that not only are my readers reading, not necessarily for the love scenes, but for the history. And they can pass that on. Because, you know, if you, you educate a, a, a woman, you educate a race. So they are passing along this history to their, to their children, to their sons. We have couples who are reading my stories at night for cuddle time. Um, a lot of Black men read my stories because I okay, write Okay, I'm going to add that to my, my date night kind of vibe. Um, thank you very much for that. You are very welcome. I get lots of letters <laughs> from brothers who are saying, thank you, Ms. Beth. You know, but, but we as African-American romance writers, in spite of the, the crap we've been getting from publishing and, and all that, stay true to, to, the, to the legacy. Stay true to the, to the trip. Um, we're going to give you a good story. We're going to give you a positive story. We're going to, historical, we're going to you know, raise your, your knowledge on, on stuff that you may not know about and be proud when you're done. One of my readers said, <laughs> she said, Miss Bell, when I'm done with your books, I don't want to sing, nobody knows. That. <laughs> you know, so, so I'm on my third my fourth generation readers now. You know, some are old hens like me and, and then their daughters and the daughters that are in college now. I have two young adult historicals for, for young ladies, very, very age appropriate for young women from 12 to, to 18. They don't get the heat, but they get that, that old school, 
you know, how you used to see that boy riding by your house on that bike and your heart just going, you know, patter, pitter, patter, you know. <laughs> so in, in, in a historical setting. So I'm just, you know, as my girlfriend says, sister, just out here trying to pay a light bill, you know, I'm and, and, and sharing the joy of what it means to be African-American in the United States. Oh, I love it. I love it. So, Ife, tell us about the day. Um, tell us what is the structure of the day and what's the date of the, the Elm City Lit Fest? So Lit Fest is September 9th, Saturday, September 9th. The conference is actually, is it the 7th, 8th, and 9th January or just the 8th and 9th? There's an event that's an exhibition that starts on the 7th, but I can say more about that in a minute. Okay. So the Lit Fest is on the, the 9th. Um, from 11 to 11 to 1, we will have children's programming in the entertain in the um, Stetson Library, and in the um, it, it's some in the Q House, and also um, entertainment. That's where the entertainment will be in the uh, Plaza, and food is the the food trucks will be there all the time, and then and then at one o'clock is when the conference um, will come over and we'll start with the pan and <laughs> um, Adriana Herrera, a local writer, Tara Roy, and one other person I forgot, oh my gosh, um, which will be moderated by um, another um, Yale Div student, <laughs> um, Ryan. Ryan is very excited about uh, moderating that. And then um, we'll have an author author's row in the gym of the Q house where all the authors um, participating in the conference and lit fest will have tables for people to buy their books, get them signed, talk to the authors. And, um, and we'll also, and then about two, two fifteen or so there's going to be maybe three. Um, there's going to be two workshops. Um, one about developing characters. And we're going to have a brother, Jay Kemp, a local author, um, um, doing a workshop about into you and me, intimacy. <laughs> so, um, and, and this year's Lit Fest, we will also at the end, um, in the final half hour of it, we will be um, announcing New Haven's inaugural poet laureate because New Haven doesn't have a poet laureate. So the Elm City Poet Laureate will be announced. And so um, the finalists will all be um, reciting poetry, their poem, their original poems about New Haven. And then um, we'll be announcing the Poet Laureate. And then we'll close down so we can get to uh, the end of the conference, which is the keynote. <laughs> So Jania, talk about the talk about the the conference. Sure. So um, the conference has a range of events going on. We're really excited. As Ibe mentioned, the dates are Friday, September eighth, and Saturday, September 9th. There will be an exhibition on Black historical romance that is about basically Miss Beth's wonderful historical work and the <laughs> the items and and kind of landscapes that she brings to life. That exhibition will be on view at the Beinecke Rare Book and Manuscript Library from Thursday, September 7th through Sunday, September 10th. Um, but the lineup of the conference is really 
Friday starting in the afternoon and ending, concluding with our big, wonderful keynote um, Saturday at 6 p.m. Um, there's a film screening on Friday at 4. That's our kickoff event. A panel after the film. Uh, Miss Bev will be on the panel because she's in the film, <laughs> a documentary. <laughs> uh, Love Between the Covers is, is the film about the romance industry, and it's great. And we've gotten the documentary director, uh, Lori Kahn, Miss Bev, and some other writers from the film and other folks in the romance industry, editors and commentators who will be speaking on the panel that Friday night. Saturday morning, we'll start um, at 9 a.m. Breakfast will be at 8, <laughs> uh, but 9 a.m. with one panel on romance as a site of education challenge and hope. So very much along the lines of what Ms. Bev was just talking about earlier in terms of Black history and the, the real historical challenge that the genre of romance can offer to, you know, ways that Black and other histories are misimagined in the public sphere um, or not talked about. So that'll be at nine. And then at 1045, we'll have another panel um, this one I'm really excited about as well with a couple of podcasters who are also romance writers and scholars, including Dr. Julie Moody Freeman of the Black Romance Podcast, and really shining a light on the extraordinary oral histories that uh, she has done with Black romance writers and that another podcast, Faded Mates, has done with um, other romance writers and folks and, and, and some other um, scholars will be on that panel as well. Um, and then, as Ife said, around 12.15, we're going to transition to the Lit Fest, have our third panel, um, or our fourth panel there at the Lit Fest with a wonderful group of authors, book signings, uh, food trucks, <laughs> and then, okay, yes, yeah, so excited. So now, where's your, where's the, the bulk of your conference at? Is it on Yale's campus, or is it, where is it? It's at the Humanities Quadrangle Building, which is at 320 York Street. It's right next to Toad's Place. It used to oh, be yeah, yeah. Toad's <laughs> <laughs> Club, Toad's Place is right next to Park. I, I know it. <laughs> yeah. And is it free and open to the public? Can anybody come or do you have to register? You do have to register. It is free. But we are asking people to register because seats are limited um, and we're communicating to registrants in advance but I just put a link in the chat with our website and uh, folks can go to our website and register both for the conference and for a special how to write a romance novel workshop if you're interested happening on Friday before the conference at 12 30. Okay. So, so, so Beverly Jenkins, you're out here writing these wonderful, and, and I, I, let me, let me, let me say this. I read one of your contemporary romance novels, not one that is of historical nature. Okay. I was flying across the country and, uh, and I, I picked up the book in the airport Okay. and I read it halfway going, I think I was going to California. I was going somewhere. And then I read it halfway through. And when I got to California, I couldn't wait to get back on the flight to come back so I could read the rest <laughs> of the book. That's how good the book was. And so I've been a fan ever since. So oh, I just wanted to, well, want to fangirl you right there. Well, was... you know what? I, I appreciate all members of the family. So you know, <laughs> thank you so much for the support. And so when you're, writing, when you're writing when you're writing historical fiction, I, I would imagine that you have to have a commitment to being accurate and, and you know, with the details yeah. around what is happening. Yeah, because there's so much inaccuracy with, with African-American history. Um, and I'm teaching 
Also, I'm learning. My readers are learning. And I want to get it right. You know, I don't want it to be challenged. I have a, um, and I have so many different women. A lot of my women are very, very varied in what they do in life. And I have a, a doctoral historical, historic, his, doctoral history. I'm just waking up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> She's a doctoral student. You, you all right. Okay. okay. <laughs> and she was talking to her professor about the great exodus of 1879, which was the first um, mass migration of black folks out of the South after uh, Reconstruction. <clears throat> this is not to be confused with the, the great migration of 1900. This is 1879. So she's talking to her professor in her history class. And he's telling her he had never heard of this. She obviously had made it up. She must have it confused with. And so she told me, she said, luckily, Miss Beth, you put your sights at the end of your books. She says, so, oh. yeah, you get scholarly romance from me. So he said, <laughs> at least that's what the free press called it, Detroit free press called it, scholarly romance. So she said, she just, you know, gave him the sights. And so I said, well, what happened? Did he, was he able to apologize with, with his foot in his mouth? And she said, he was not happy. She said, she got to be in the class. She said, probably because, you know, she you know, challenged him, but you know, it, it's, I love it. And, and no whitewashing because you can't, tell the history if you can't be true to it. Um, but I'm enjoying it. I love what I do. I love, this, I feel like I'm connected to every sister in this country, you know, six degrees of separation. Um, I mean, I do you know, do you know when you're going to write <laughs> something historical or contemporary, like, and, and, and which do you prefer? Because I read a book, the book that I read of yours was contemporary, okay, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I made my name doing historicals. I did historicals for the first 20 years mm -hmm. and then started doing the contemporaries because I like suspense and I like car chases and I like blowing stuff up. <laughs> and you get that with the contemporaries. Uh, most of them are set in my hometown of Detroit. But <clears throat> most of the contracts that I got, the first thing I sold was historical. So they kept giving me contracts for historicals and I kept writing historicals. Um, I prefer the historicals. I do like cleaning the palette with the suspense. So a little bit of both, a little bit of both. Mm. I like it. I like it. So Ife, so this is year four and the theme this year is? Literature of hope. <laughs> okay. And it's what does that mean? Tell me what does that mean, uh, Jania and Ife, literature of hope? What what should I be thinking about when I when I hear the theme? Well, when I first heard it from Gina Ree, I I, I I thought why not? Like we need and and you know this I feel this way all the time, Beth. <clears throat> In the midst of our struggles of life, and as Miss Bev mentioned earlier, like we got a whole bunch of stuff happening. We still have to maintain some joy, and we still loving each other, and we're still having our rituals of. Like we went to this beautiful wedding Friday night of an African man and an African-American woman. And it was just such a celebration of dress. So literature, when I think of romance novels, I think of all of that. 
And so the literature of hope means like, yes, we, there are people that I've met that say, oh, I only read, I don't read any fiction. I only read these biographies or real stuff, essays and stuff. It's like, your life got to be so rigid and boring. <laughs> like, how do you find some joy? Amen. <laughs> okay. We have to, you can't be like this all the time. Mm. Like yeah. there has to be something where we, places that we can go and, and, and literature that we read that um, inspires us, that rejuvenates and recharges us. And that's how I, that's how I feel about it. Hmm. So, so Genia, uh, what do you think of the, the future of uh, romance? And I want you all to answer this, Beverly, you too. Uh, what is the future of romance? Is there a future for romance? Do we want more Black <laughs> romance writers? And who are we not hearing from? Those are great questions to ask. Um, I'm going to let Miss Bud take them. I'm going to come in a little later. <laughs> I think, I, the, you know, for a while I was very concerned um, because there was not a, a lot of young women or young men because there's, you know, brothers writing this romance too coming up behind us. But as more and more people started, you know, protesting for diversity, you know, we got black women writing everything. Romance, you know, and what's one of the joys of romance too is because it's such a big genre. You can do erotica, you can do paranormal, you can do contemporary, you can do historicals. And you have black writers doing all of that. So I think the future is open and all identities, which is new. Um, because love is love. Mm. And if trans people want to write romances, they can do that now. Gay people can write romance. Lesbians can write romance. You know, the whole spectrum plus can now write romance. And because like I said, love is love and everybody needs to see themselves on the page, whether it's romance, whether it's science fiction, whether it's kids books, you know, don't get me started. I'll be here till Tuesday. But, <laughs> 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 so, Jenea, I, 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 oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry, Ife. I want to. I want to add to that too. I want to say, in the four years since I started LitFest, and um, that I've been reading, I've, I've been reading and meeting so many authors of color that want to be heard, like from science fiction, like last year, our, our thing was Afrofuturism. And man, these people came out. And then we started it two years ago, um, just from our first, because of our first two Lit Fest, having a comic and graphic novel yep. panel or section, we we start we had to start DiasporaCon because that's a whole nother genre in and of itself. And, and within the genre of comics and graphic novels, there's LGBTQ, there's um, multi, they're so diverse. I Like, I am so excited. And especially in the time of people banning books that don't even read. Hello. Okay. These people don't even read and they banning books. And <laughs> we have a surge of writers. <laughs> <laughs> of preach, color girl, and of that, so many backgrounds 
I mean, because they get in the, the, don't get me started either. Because, like, the list that they put on fan books don't even have the right authors with them. Like, you don't even know who wrote the damn book that you're, excuse me, Harry, right. for cussing. Um, you don't even know the author of the book that you're, you're, you're banning and you post the wrong authors. So these are people <laughs> that don't read. And anyway, but the opportunity. So LitFest is about the celebration of literature of the African diaspora for everyone. Like for us to know, of course, and see ourselves and for them to know about us right. and not have these false perceptions from these mofos that don't read, <laughs> that trying to run this country. All right. Well, we, we we got like we got like a minute left, and and, and my producer is waving at me, uh, so we got a a, a minute left. And uh, Jenny, I want you to get in, and then I I'm gonna let Bev lead us out with, you know, perspective if she wants. So that sounds great. I'll just uh, echo everything that has been said for, before, especially by Ethan just now. That was great. Um, the literature. The festival, the Literature of Hope Conference, these are not divorced from the larger political realities that are going to war against Black history and mm -hmm. against women's bodies and against a whole lot more. Right? So um, we're just glad to open this space on campus and in the community. And I will say thank you for sharing the flyer. We haven't mentioned it, but Ms. Bev will be in conversation with Roxanne Gay for the keynote at 6 p.m. on Saturday. Again, that's at HQ at Yale. Mm, I'm looking forward to it. So, Ms. Jenkins, you yes, have the last word. What do you What do you want us to know about romance? Read, <laughs> read it. You know, it's a literature of hope. It's comfort reading. It's dragons. It's cowboys. It's you know, and the the support your indie bookstores. They're so valuable to the communities all over the country. And 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 people are, you know, African-American men and women and, you know, people of all identities of color are opening bookstores. Please support them so that they can support the community. And if you can't afford books, get a library card. The best gift you can give a child, in my opinion, is a library card. Mm -hmm. You know, take it from this little colored girl from Detroit. You know, I, we had more love than we had money. But every <laughs> Saturday, I walked 16 blocks to my local library. Um, feed the need of your children to read. I'm out. Thank you so much, Beverly Jenkins. Thank you so much, Jania Ray Moore. And thank you, Ife Michelle Gardine. Uh, we are looking forward to Lit Facts on uh, September uh, 9th. Um, we'll start the 8th for the conference and then the 9th. And then, uh, and I'm going to try to take in as much as I can. I'm going to try to get through it all. So, <laughs> yes, and I, I'm going to go ahead and stack up on my historical romance novels now, girl. You done gave me some date night. Some day night fuel. 
My job here is done. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you all so much for this wonderful conversation. I'm looking forward to the uh, fourth annual um, Elm City Lit Fest, and I know it's going to be wonderful. So thank you all for your time and your talents. And I'll see you out here in these uh, book reading streets. <laughs> Thanks so much, Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Thank you, Harry Drone. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>